We only got one life, so it's time to live it for. I don't hesitate, I embrace every day. Cause we only got one life, so it's time to live it for. It's not about trying to achieve more or gain, but rather how to lose and let go. Let me explain. Once you let go of all things that aren't significant, you'll be left with everything that is truly important. I'm living everyday life with a purpose. Living everyday life with a purpose. This is another episode of the podcast. Live it for. Hey, welcome to another edition of the Live It Full podcast. This is Richard. I've got Kaylin in the studio with me. And today we're going to talk about a book we've both listened to and or read in the past couple months, Atomic Habits by James Clear. It's going to be something we might do frequently where if we've both uh, partaken in a book that we might share our thoughts on it, um, we'll drop an affiliate link on our Facebook and YouTube and everything so you can look at it, buy it from our affiliate link so you can help us out a little. Um, we would definitely appreciate that. But I'll let Caitlin lead off with um, a little bit about her thoughts on Atomic Habits with James Clear. Yeah. Um, so atomic in this sense, um, just meaning small. Um, and so it's the small changes that you make that change the directory or trajectory of your life. Um, so just thinking about um, those small changes the parts of my life that I feel like are successful, I have knowingly or unknowingly created atomic habits. And then the opposite is true for the unsuccessful portions of my life. I probably need to start making some small changes that will lead to big ones. Um, And so I just kind of wrote down a list of habits that I've either created or habits I'd like to create. Um, just kind of as a follow-up to, to reading that. And it's sort of inspirational to me. And um, I listened to another author that did a book study on this and um, she went through some of the habits she's created. And I guess it's neat to look back on in a couple of months and see kind of where you are um, sort of that um, just growth that progression, you, progression that you might have. So um, a couple of ones that I have created are um, setting up for the morning the night before, especially uh, clothes is non-negotiable. That's done every single night. Uh, sometimes lunches are, water bottles are usually you know cleaned and set out. So um, just trying to set up the night before makes the morning run so much smoother. Another one, as simple as this sounds, are vitamins and supplements. Um, taking them every day when I'm um, pregnant is just sort of top of mind because prenatals. Right. Um, But then those slow changes every single day, you know, I'm still taking them without fail. I'm also starting to take um, some protein and other things that are helping with some of my workouts and things like that. Um, But so vitamins and supplements, um, the third one that I feel like I've created is, um, the habit of meal planning, um, and online grocery orders has been huge for that. As I've talked about before, um, and just to kind of expand on meal planning a little bit, this can just be cyclical with people with me anyway. Um, sometimes you feel really inspired and you'll search on Pinterest and find all these recipes and write them down. And what ingredients do I need? And other times you just feel tired. You're like, I've, I've been cooking every single week. 
I don't know what else to make. You feel just sort of uninspired and um, you feel like you kind of might get in the same rut of cooking the same things all the time. So recently here, and Richard can attest to this, probably the past like three or four weeks, I've really just tried a whole bunch of new things. Um, and some are good and some I probably wouldn't do again, but um, just, you know, it, it keeps things uh, it gives us a variety as a family for dinner and all of that sort of thing. So um, the fourth one is no more late night snacking. And I was a habitual cereal, granola bar, shortbread cookie snacker before bed, um, even as recent as a month and a half ago. Um, but then, you know, just really starting to try to get on a fitness plan and lose the rest of this baby weight. Um, I decided to make some small changes there. And so I have not had a snack or really any morsel of food at all after dinner, um, the past probably four weeks, three weeks. Um, and I found that helpful. Uh, the fifth one is not meal planning specifically, but just planning in general on a daily basis, my to-do list appointments. Um, and I have always done this. And so I would say that this is an atomic habit I have formed unknowingly, like before I knew what a quote unquote atomic habit was. Um, I am creating an atomic habit to work out daily or about five to six times a week. Uh, so that's pretty much getting there. <clears throat> and then, um, my weekly cleanup. So just making sure every week, for instance, that all of the laundry gets done before the next week, that kind of thing. Um, so those are sort of the ones I've created. Now, thinking about atomic habits that I would like to create, um, number one is to wake up earlier, which we have also talked about. Um, we've, you know, talked about that before here too. Um, and it's, I would say it's gotten marginally better. It has not... Um, <laughs> It is not where it needs to be yet for me. Sorry, we have baby in this studio. So um, there she is. But anyway, um, more reading and, and audio books would be the number two atomic habit that I'd like to form. Um, and then number three, and this one, it kind of makes me sad to have this on my want to do list. Um, and it is reading to my children. Um, I had gotten really, really good about this before Mia was born and it's just sort of, you know, newborn life, infant life, baby life, um, at night, sort of the kids just go up to bed. I still have baby. I'm doing all the after dinner things and that's just kind of fallen by the wayside. And now that I'm not doing it, I realize, um, like how much I miss it and how kind of important it was. And it's really special bonding time um, with you and your kids and not necessarily reading like right now, my son loves dragon, loves tacos, dragons love tacos, which Macy really loved that one as a baby too, or a toddler. Um, but not just books like that. I mean, um, like these living books, um, traditionally, they're classics and the living book I looked up, it's defined as a, um, a book that engages and draws in the readers. And so it's going to be like the little house on the prairie, um, you know, just some of those really old, 
um, just classic books and more of a read aloud style. So um, like me reading it to my oldest girls and probably, I mean, Mac can join in any time now because he's three and um, if he'll kind of sit still and listen, I mean, he's free to be up there too, but um, just that that reading to my children at night is really special. And we talk about kind of what went on in the chapter. Um, you know, we kind of talk about how it's different from our life right now or today. And um, anyway, that's just, that's something that I would really like to implement on a very regular basis again. Okay. So I want to talk a little bit differently about Atomic Habits because I think the book was a really good book. I think it goes right in line with a book that I have read uh, annually for five, six years now called The Slide Edge by Jeff Olson. You've probably heard me talk about it a little bit because it, it The Slide Edge is about the little things in life that add up to be big things over time, compound interest. And so Atomic Habits lines straight up with that. But what I wanted to talk about was I think it's I have a lot of what I would consider Atomic Habits and a lot of them probably were from the Slide Edge era of reading for me because one thing that he talks about in there is if you read 15 minutes a day, you'll read 50 books a year. Mm -hmm. Because most people say, I don't have time to read. Mm -hmm. 15 minutes a day, you'll read 50 books a year. And so I've picked up that habit of Mm -hmm. understanding that very small things done daily. And, you know, I have a, you know, a a checklist of things that I try to do daily that are in, you know, they have to be done. And that's one of them that I really usually try to have on there. Um, but one thing, the way I want to start applying it is we look at faith, family, finance, fitness as our life ethos, making sure that I have atomic habits that surround myself around faith, family, finance, and fitness. So if it's that everyday working out, if it's that everyday devotional, if it's that everyday intentional family time, that everyday, I'm going to check my balance sheet. I'm going to look at my net worth. What am I doing daily? And I think one of the atomic habits that I generated or, or created a few years ago is I look at the real estate listings every day. Mm -hmm. Every morning I look at the new listings in our market and it's partly, it's become habit now, obviously, but it's how we jump on things that are listed sometimes. And I don't go just to, you know, the listed things I go to Craigslist and Facebook. And that's just something I've done every day. The first thing I, when I get to the office and it's definitely enabled us to get on some deals that we would have missed had I waited a couple of days, especially in a seller's market where stuff's moving quickly. Mm -hmm. And so to me, I think that that those small things are really, really important. And so what I'm trying to develop my atomic habits around right now are our F4. You know, mm-hmm. how do I make sure I'm doing at least a little bit, 15 minutes a day of these things to keep building on it? Um, because I would rather if I can get on the treadmill for 15 or 20 minutes a day or the rower or lift weights, even if it's just 15 to 30 minutes, yeah, you do it over a week you do it over a month, you do it over a year, it adds up versus pushing it off and saying, well, I don't have time to work out today because I only have 30 minutes. It's better to get in there and get that habit built. But one thing that I wanted to talk about more so than what you really went into kind of what the habits you're wanting to build, the ones you've built. I want to talk about because the way he words it in the book is really important to me. And it's not something the way that I would have thought about previously he talks about habits that start there. He doesn't talk about good and bad habits. He says habits aren't inherently good or bad. It's kind of that argument of they're static, they're things. Right. And so there's habits that serve us and there's habits that don't serve us. Mm-hmm. So the negative things that you may be doing in your life, maybe they're not a bad thing by themselves, but because of your goals or because of what you're trying to achieve, they don't serve you. And so uh, the mindset 
shift that I think happens with some of that is he's like, make it easy to create the habits you need to serve you. Like if you want to read every night, but you're finding yourself struggling to do it when you get in bed, put your book on your pillow when you make your bed in the morning. And then when you get in bed at night, it's there. Right. That's a simple thing, but does it make it easier for you to create that habit? Mm -hmm. I think that's a pretty understandable deal. You know what I mean? To, to try to do things that like create habits that serve you, but make it easier because your brain, when it's tired or fatigued, is going to go to the easiest route that it can. Mm -hmm. The flip side of it's what gets me. He says, try to put barriers in place to get rid of the habits that don't serve you. Yeah. So if you know you're going to have a bowl of cereal at night and that's not serving you, and I'm talking about me, not her, because she has stopped and I'm still the, have a bad, we'll call it a hormonal cycle probably because, well, we, we did a lot of research recently on Caitlin, especially did about it's your hormone cycles. Like you're not really hungry, but your body's gotten used to it. So you have Mm -hmm. some spikes in testosterone and or estrogen or uh, norepinephrine. Yeah. Prolactin to where it says you're hungry Mm -hmm. because you're accustomed to eating at that time. So some of it's retraining your body and mind. But if I know that's an issue, when I sit down in my chair, if I get to in the evening at 930 and I might turn on Netflix for a minute and that's when I sit down and do it. Mm-hmm. So what barrier can I put in place to stop me from doing that? Well, I can tell Caitlin slap me or I can not sit down and watch Netflix for that 30 minutes. I mean, there's things that I can do. I could put a note in the pantry saying, don't eat this. You would ignore it. I would. So it really, <laughs> yeah. some of it has to be physical. Like don't yeah. buy it. Yeah. Like that's his deal. He's like, if you have a problem with sweets, don't have them in your house. Mm-hmm. And so it's a simple thing, but the more barriers you can put in place to the habits that don't serve you, mm-hmm. say that you're a smoker and you want to stop, but you struggle with it. It's going to be really hard if you were living in a house with somebody that smokes because right. that barrier isn't there. Yes. But if you and your partner both were to quit at the same time and you don't have it in the house, it's much more difficult for that to happen because you're going to have to physically go to the store. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, that's, it, it sounds simple. But it's something few people probably actually well, it's do. Distractions, right? I yeah. mean, um, say you want to get a task done, tackle a task that's going to um, aid in this creating atomic habits, um, but you need to find the perfect, you know, video to watch you while you work, or the perfect audio book, or you start scrolling in your phone and you open up Facebook to gain inspiration from something, and before you know it, um, you've you've been on your phone for 10 minutes, just scrolling. And it's like, you could have done the task at hand, um, had you Mm -hmm. just not picked up the phone. So, um, maybe, maybe some of those barriers to put into place would be, um, to set up your, uh, bows or whatever sound system you might have, um, on the counter. And it's like, okay, when I'm, when I'm going to be doing this, whatever this is to get, um, to get me closer to where I want to be to say that I've had this habit formed, um, you know, ahead of time, I'm going to say, I'm going to turn on, um, like the French bistro radio on Pandora or whatever it is. And it's not necessarily words. It's not distracting. It's maybe a background noise. Um, but you know what you're going to do. You just get straight there, do it. You don't have to open up any other social media tabs or apps. Um, 
and and you're not distracted by that. He I does talk a lot about conditioning your mind. We we condition good and bad based on external stimulus. Like I hear this music and I associate it with doing this task. Right. And the more that you can do that yeah, sense of smell, everything, mm-hmm. um, your memory's tied to that and it is strong. It helps you, it helps you build it. So it goes back to that motivation thing. You don't get motivated and then take action. You take action and it helps you get motivated. And right. so many people fail at that, but anything that can help you get motivated first or to take that action, that step forward to mm-hmm. get your motivation is a big deal. Yeah. Maybe it's the smell of the gym. Maybe it's the smell of the wipes they use. You know what I mean? But if you can learn what triggers your um, sympathetic nervous system to start producing hormones for you to do different things, it's an important deal. So I think that's an, I think biohacking is an important part of this, um, which is a whole nother section for many, many shows. Um, but the, the other part about it that I was thinking about is he talks about like, if you have problems like binge watching TV and like, just like vegging out as we would call it in front of a TV, he went as far as saying you put your, you unplug your TV. Yeah. And you only get, you only plug it in when you know what you're going to watch. Mm-hmm. And he said, and if that doesn't work, you put your TV in the closet until you know, I'm going to watch this from 830 to 930 and I'm going to put the TV back out. Now that sounds extreme. It does sound extreme. But when you have a life like we have, and you only have a certain amount of time for things and you want to achieve things. And I'm not saying it's, it's, it's a bad thing to veg out every once in a while, but plan it. Yeah. But to go as far as putting it in the closet. And I will say like, so David Goggins, um, y'all have heard me talk about him and his book um, that I recently listened to a few few times. Um, Can't hurt me. He talks about the only the only way that he could watch TV when he was training to get into the seals was if he was on his exercise bike. He said I had a cheap Walmart exercise bike in my living room, and the only time I could watch to, could reward myself was with TV as if I was riding it. Yep. And so to me, I mean, that's building a habit. Well, and sometimes. Um you know, it, well, going back to like unplugging the TV or something like that does sound extreme. Um, but what happens is you do something like that and it's extreme at first, but once you have formed that atomic habit, you no longer have to do those extreme measures because it's done. Like I don't have to occupy my time or go out for a jog or, or, physically get up and do something else because I want that afternoon snack so bad now or after dinner snack, I I haven't had it. And now I don't even need, like, it's not, it doesn't occupy my brain space at all. Um, So it might be extreme and you might have to do the extreme for a week or two or three or however long it takes, but then it's just going to become normal and you're not going to have to unplug your TV anymore because you're not going to instinctively go straight there. If that's, if that's the habit that you're trying to, break. I think a big deal is removing barriers, removing barriers or placing barriers in your way to be successful for habits that serve you and habits that don't. If you have a problem making it to the gym because of a time issue, like actually getting up, going to the gym downtown, doing your workout and coming home, then figure out how to work out at home. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of workouts you can do at home with no equipment at all. YouTube. I There's mean, a lot of free stuff out there. Your, your body weight will plyos baby. I mean, yeah, there's there is a lot you can do. And then you can buy some minimal stuff like resistance bands or pull-up bars or things that don't break the bank and do a lot of things at home. P90X, remember when we used to do that? What crazy workouts those were? And they were all body weight, maybe light dumbbells or resistance bands. And we did those um before we had children together and they were pretty wild. Yeah. 
You know, the yoga days were tough. That yoga day during P90X, if anybody remembers that. It's like an ab killer. But you can, but you have to remove those barriers. So for me, removing one of those barriers is putting a gym at the house. Now, I'm not saying you have to go out and buy $5,000 worth of gym equipment. For us, it makes sense because we can get out there in the morning, in the evening, at lunch even, and be at home and do almost everything that we could do in a gym. May not be feasible for everybody, but you can start where you start. Yeah. Start with a start with a treadmill. You and I'm telling you right now, you can get on Craigslist, you can get on Facebook, you can find a lot of workout equipment for free or used pretty pretty reasonably because people buy it and don't use it, and it ends up being a uh, you know an extra closet space because people hang clothes on treadmills pretty re- regularly. Um, but I think that the big deal, and this is what I'm taking from Atomic Habits, y'all should check it out. I'll drop a, an affiliate link for you so you can buy it off of Amazon. Um, is you have to figure out what habits you want, which habits you don't remove or place barriers in their ways to get there. Yeah. I was going to say to sort of end it, um, you can't do everything right. I can't, I can't watch every, um, series on Netflix and work out every day and do this and do that. So you're, you're going to have to decide what's most important. And I've decided right now, for instance, it's getting back into shape. So, um, I haven't watched much TV at all. In fact, I haven't watched any TV. Um, so that's something that I had to give up and was willing to give up for the time it's going to take to do this other thing. So, um, it goes back to the priorities that we've established of faith, family, finance, and fitness, right? If those are our top four priorities, then those are what we have to make time for. Exactly. And if we don't make time for them, then they aren't really a priority. And we do make time, um, maybe not weekly, but a couple times a month anyway, to do like a family movie night. And it's sort of a dedicated family um, time that we'll watch something that um, maybe not every member of the family has seen. Our last one was Pinocchio. The kids had never seen yeah. that movie. And um, that was really sweet. So Ryan, the last dragon. Yeah. Ryan, done some of the those last lately. dragon. Mm-hmm. And, and we, we do take time every night to eat together. That is a yes. non-negotiable item for us. We sit at the table, no TVs, no electronics, and we eat together and the kids are accustomed to it. They don't know any different because we've always done it. Right. Yeah. They leave they it just, to beaver style. Yeah. We sit down and we talk about our days. There's time we do dinner time devotionals in the past, um, a little more hectic lately. Yeah, and we're trying to get out the door family for dinner sports. Time, but, and that is I guess that's sort of an atomic habit that we've um, created. And that's something that's really important to us. And our kids find very normal at this point. And I wouldn't give up our family meal time for anything, hardly. Well, check out Atomic Habits by James Clear. Um, Mia said goodbye. So we're going to cut this one out. Um, But if you like what you hear, feel free to subscribe. Leave us a five-star review. um, Share us with your friends and family and help us get the word out so everybody can help to live it full. Listen to this entire episode. That means you gained some type of value. So make sure you leave a review and subscribe so you never miss an episode of Living Full. Living everyday life with a purpose. Living everyday life with a purpose. Make sure you embrace every single day. And we'll see you next time on the Living Full Podcast.